Hey everyone, this episode is brought to you by Spun Loud Effects. Spun Loud Effects is a really cool company based in West Seattle, Washington, and we're here to tell you all about the Blister and Peel version 2. Thanks to some handy updates, this one is now going to be available for a new lower price. Check the website for details on that. Here's the details on the pedal. It is two sides. The blister side is based on the classic electro distortion and will provide a good volume boost even without turning up the gain. Crank the gain all the way and it slips some distortion into octave fuzz. The peel side is a fuzz effects that has its roots in the bass fuzz design and includes a tone control that will cut or boost treble sounds in the mix. It's a rad pedal. You can ride on both sides separately or together. It all runs off a nine bolt standard power adapter, center negative like any boss pedal. So check it out at spunloud.com. My name is Alamo Al, and I've got climbing high Casper beside me on the chair, looking real unsure about the nicknames, as usual. Yeah, just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> if, if they were good, I wouldn't get to see your sour faces, and that would just be no fun at all for me. That's, I'm sorry, bud. And with us. Special guest opting in on the terrible nickname game is Jabroni John. <laughs> oh, gosh. Jabroni John. Uh, Jabroni John. Yeah, that was terrible. Well, yep. You, you should have seen the stall in his eyes. He was like, I don't have anything, and it wasn't coming. I had coming, two, and, and I was, was like debating between okay. them. So it was, it was... I mean, I was kind of told this was like an every episode type thing. So it is. It is. Yeah, you'd have given it some thought beforehand. No, but you man. would think the creator might do yeah, something like that. I find it funnier for myself if I don't know what I'm saying until about thirty seconds before. There's always that like mild chance of it going horribly wrong. Yeah. <laughs> One time it went really badly, really wrong. badly wrong. We had to stop and, and start over because yeah, Al wasn't. Okay. If I frame it right, uh, okay, frame it right. Then. Okay, I will. I'll very carefully frame this. Yes. So, Casper and I play a lot of online games together in our spare time. And in one of the in the game we play the most, we are in a group called a clan. This You can see very, where this is going, right? Very important to is, is this is this Clash of Clans? No. No, no. No, no. No, this is a different game. Okay. It's PUBG Mobile. <laughs> yeah, we've, carry on. Yeah, we've talked about this on the show before. We are nerds. And so I was thinking about our gaming clan and this is the framework i really need to be in place here. <laughs> yeah very very much so i think so, i see where this is going yeah. yes <laughs> i so we started the na- the nickname game and i fired and i had no notion of what i was going to say but i was still thinking about playing online games with casper and so i started going casper the and i was thinking about our clan and i went clansman <laughs> and, and I then just... immediately was like Oh, that means something horrible. <laughs> and Casper just was like, nope, and stopped the whole show, and it's like, we're re-recording. Yeah, we are doing that again. <laughs> so, I got so, yeah, uh, something was, else. I don't remember what King, it was. Kingsman or something. Yeah, it was yeah. something. I, I felt really <laughs> dumb. Yeah, well, so it happens. <laughs> <laughs> it, was a, it was a strong boo-boo on my part, and we deleted it. It's funny to talk about, and... Explain very carefully how that happened. So, and for everyone out there listening, Al comes up with these things literally moments before he spits <laughs> them out. So, I can imagine the thought speech filter just didn't kick in right away for it that did one. Not, no. Yeah. I mean, because in my head, I was, yeah, anyway, I was thinking <laughs> video games and mm-hmm. not horrible racism. Right. Uh, okay. So, John Esterly, <laughs> <laughs> welcome oh, to the Culture Buzz Effects. <laughs> Super excited to have you on, man. The final member. Of the four track syndicate. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like, uh, well, first of all, it's been a long time coming, and right. uh, yeah. almost <laughs> almost a hundred percent of that is my fault. So, <laughs> my apologies to you too. It's all good. Yeah, this is like 
Man, how many times have we tried to get this happening? It's been there's a lot of attempts. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. I can't quite, a quite, yeah. a <laughs> quite a few. Quite a few. Quite a few. Good. It's exciting to finally nail it. Like we got it. He's on. And we've completed uh, the the four track syndicate. You're, we've we had Kevin Leclerc on. We had Kevin Shoneswood. or Kevin Shone. I called him Shone. Kevin Shoneswood. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Kevin Shone. Really close friend, and I screwed up his last name. Anyway, yeah. so it's nice to have you on, man. Thank you for being here. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. I call him uh, Shoney. Yep. And yeah. a fun, funny story, he uh, he did not know there was a restaurant down here in the States called Shoney's. Crazy. I call him Chevin Cone sometimes. Chevin Cone? I yep. could see that. I could see that. It was on air. A total Freudian slip. Flipped oh. in the, yeah. You weren't there for that? I, well, obviously I was there for that, but <laughs> I don't remember it. Yeah. <laughs> and then you recorded an episode that I wasn't there for, in nope. which case... We needed to have a talk. <laughs> I moonlight as a, as a solo host. <laughs> There's another podcaster down uh, <laughs> Don't tell Al. The, the, the Patreon uh, content coming up is just going to be Casper's special rant podcast about Al. <laughs> nice. I like this idea. This guy's an idiot. I'm saddled with him forever. <laughs> Anyways, really sidetracked here. Yep. So, John, tell us what's been going on with your week, man. What do you what have you been up to guitar and or music wise? Well, uh let me talk about guitar wise. Um for those who have kind of followed me, I'm I'm a telling nut, so I needed something at the studio that had humbuckers. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take a short story and make it long. Nice. Uh, <laughs> I ordered a guitar. It's been three weeks ago I ordered this guitar. And uh, it was a Red Squire contemporary Telecaster with the two humbuckers. Got it on reverb. I'm like, man, this is going to be great. Got a good deal. Guy delivered it. It was like within 48 hours, I had this guitar in the studio ready to go. Nice. And I opened the box, and it's black. And I'm <laughs> what? Like, man. And I'm like, man, I really wanted red. And it's I, I, I will say the reason I wanted red is because I'm lazy. I've got like a black guitar, a blue guitar, a white guitar, and this was going to be the red guitar. And that would be like, which which one am I going to get? Oh, just hand me the red one. Not have to, like, it's the Telecaster with the two, you know, just give me the red one. So I thought about it for a minute, and I was like, well, maybe if he gives me a couple of bucks off, I really won't care. And then I steamed on that for a while. No, I want the red one. So got with him, and over the course of three weeks, sent the guitar back, Tried to get a red one from him, didn't have any luck getting a red one. Went round and round and round. Actually had to get reverb involved to get the refund. Oh my uh, gosh. Yeah, it was it was a real ugly situation, which I, I guess I've come to find out, which people who use reverb more than I do might know, if a seller gives you your money back completely, you cannot leave them feedback. So it's almost as if the feedback system there is almost useless. Because um. if, if if there can't be negative feedback when you've got a bad transaction, then that kind of defeats it in my mind. But That's, I digress. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a big reverb shopper, but. No, I've, I've sold a lot on reverb. I've yeah. never actually purchased anything on reverb. And, and I'm the same way. I've sold a lot more than I bought. Usually when I buy, it's, you know, five-star feedback for the other guys. So this is really the first time that I've been in a position where I thought, well, I'd kind of like to to at least warn some other folks because what what got really sketchy with it and i'm not going to name names um but what got really sketchy with it is the guy had a listing for the red guitar and as soon as i said well this one's black and he had me take pictures of the serial number and the of the guitar i i went on the next day and the listing now says it's black metallic, not red metallic, but the pictures are still of a red guitar. So, oh, this starts, Ooh. this is starting to get really uh. sketchy. And in fact, I had a moment where I thought, man, maybe it was me. Maybe I screwed up and ordered a black one, but just looked at the red pictures. But I looked at all my emails and no, it said red metallic. So then I opened a case with reverb at that point and said, man, I'm feeling kind of sketchy about this. And as soon as I opened the case, he updated the pictures to black. So mm. like now the listing all says black but I bought a red guitar. Um, so anyway, the, the positive side of that, and I'm, I'm perfectly happy to shout out a good company. There's this company called Glary Guitars, and it's G-L-A-R-R-Y. And they're an importer, 
and they specialize in low price, high quality guitars. So I bought, they had just released this new T-style guitar. It's a semi-hollow and it's got a humbucker in the bridge position and then a standard Telecaster um, pickup in the, I said that wrong. Humbucker in the neck position, standard Telecaster. Right. <laughs> yeah, bridge bridge position. Okay. You knew what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> so um so they had just released this like the day I got the black guitar. So I'm already thinking, man, I should have just <laughs> bought this sucker. Um so that's what I ended up getting. And it, it ended up being half the price of the squire. And got it today. Things gorgeous, plays like a dream. So after three weeks of banging my head against a wall, I guess the moral of the story is I walked away with a a better guitar i think in, in my mind so and it's red and it's red nice. <laughs> that was the first thing i noticed <laughs> when i opened the box i'm like my god it's red <laughs> so semi hollow is that kind of like uh so like a tele deluxe oh, like a tele yeah. deluxe or like the 72 and, and i think that's what like it's that? modeled after yeah. yeah yeah it's got um the thin line you know it's got the the, the the thin line i man i don't know what anything weighs but it really it feels really light yeah, you know i mean what? i'd be nice. i'd be I'm, amazed if it was more than seven pounds i'm just looking at them on the glary website it looks pretty good yeah and and i got um the base that i bought is their they call it a G jazz, but it's a, a jazz style bass. Um, and uh, that's the, the main reason why I went ahead and got this one is I was so impressed with the quality of the bass um, that I thought, well, it's worth a shot on the, on their electrics. So, uh, you know, I've heard people say that the quality of the neck varies pretty significantly from one to the other, but the two that I've gotten, both the bass and the Telecaster, what impresses me most about it from the perspective of it being a cheap guitar is the fretwork is just top notch. I mean, you don't get like the sharp edges on the edge of the neck or any of that stuff. They seem to be leveled real well. There's no buzzing. It, nice. I mean, it's set up halfway decent from the factory. So no complaints there. That's um, always the first impression. You know, if you get, you know, your hands all cheese gratered, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't help. <laughs> That's great. Hmm. These are yeah. these so, are really affordable. Holy smokes! Well, and you know, I don't want to talk prices because it yeah, can yeah. change tomorrow. But I mean, you see what that stuff oh. costs. You just and talked I mean, about it's... them on the culture guitarist. There, <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk, I don't. I don't mind. I'll talk price. I mean, it's up to people to look at their own prices. Your mileage might vary. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I'm looking at these prices and like the the, you know, Tele uh, thin line style we were just talking about is 120 bucks US on their website as of. Our recording of this yeah um that's incredibly peanuts yeah yeah wow yeah i've got a couple and, and of I'm... uh squire uh strats and i don't know, I don't know they're okay <laughs> <laughs> you almost hate them. yeah i and, almost and hate them very... and that's so bad because i actually liked them because the one of them i was kind of when I, I stripped and tore down and put back together and you know modified to make my own and the other one is a is a 20th anniversary and uh I don't know. I like them, but I've just fallen completely out of love with them now. I think that's probably. And I mean, I've had cheap pickups and whatever, but I've had some cheaper guitars, and I'm th we all have. Where mm -hmm. the very first thing you notice, you put your hand on it, and you're like, "Man, is this fret even glued in?" Because there's like the edges, you know, there's a quarter inch coming off the top yeah. of the guitar. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, there is. Two point five four millimeters. Coming <laughs> the top of the guitar. That's something you can talk in inches. You talking inches? We live in inches, bud. <laughs> we, we, yeah, we. It's not our technical system up here, and and if we're getting real specific, everybody up here will use the the metric system. But casually, we all talk in inches, just like just like you guys in the states do. <laughs> yeah. Now temperature. Your yeah, you guys. Your your system's nest. bananas. That doesn't make any sense. It was invented by a drunk gorilla. I swear. Oh, it makes all sorts of sense. Now, <laughs> water freezes at thirty-two degrees Fahrenheit, <laughs> and it boils at two hundred and twelve. I don't. I don't know what the problem. Yeah. is. <laughs> I think it's like two hundred and twelve point three. But yeah. I mean, who's well, really? Yeah. <laughs> you know, water freezing at zero was just way too complicated. Yeah, it's... <laughs> can't well, go yeah. with that. <laughs> Okay. On the other side of that, I've got absolutely no concept of Celsius. So someone's like, oh, it's 33 degrees. I'm like, for me, that's below freezing. That sounds <laughs> terrible. 33 degrees but Celsius no. would be like uh, over 100. 100. Yeah. yeah. This is like yeah. 100 and around. Yeah. No, no, I'm going to say like 101, 102. Because like 36 degrees Celsius is 96. doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It It's a swinging thing and it swings wildly. The, it, yeah. 
I know the point where they both meet up is like minus 30. Is it? Yeah, I think you're right. It's minus 30 or minus 40. One of the two. Doesn't matter. This has been a great... (laughs) Today on the Metric vs. Imperial podcast. Uh, Anyway... All right, let's let's let's. Um, okay, that's what uh, John's been up to. How about uh, are you pointing at me? Do you want me to go next? No, I said you're you're getting back on track. It's yeah, great. Keep I'm, going. Okay. Well, how about <laughs> what what have you been up to, Casper? Um, mostly just playing. I uh, I've been playing through my new toys mostly. Um, and uh, as I said to you when you got here today, you know, there's something to be said for a um, a filter pedal and a range master pedal and uh, a reverb pedal and a delay pedal all kind of put together on an acoustic guitar that's just like what is this magic <laughs> oh, so boy. yeah al kind of gave me a can of worms and said here look inside here and now you cannot not take credit for my horrible crippling pedal addiction <laughs> okay listen i'm i i didn't think of a good analogy here <laughs> Your friend who hands you your first cigarette, they they get they get the responsibility for like leading you to the bad temptation. But you bought every other pack after that. Okay, as long as you can take credit for the first one, I I will take cre- your first one was free, and that was my fault. And, <laughs> and actually, own- I don't even think you gave me my first one. I bought it. You did, yeah. You'd no, be like, you need get- to have an overdrive pedal. <laughs> you should find one. Okay. <laughs> God. I just introduced you to the concept. Mm-hmm, you walk mm-hmm. down the road on your own. <laughs> oh, and it's been a, I mean, pretty fantastic road. I'm not going to lie. It's great. Yeah, you're having fun. Yeah. So, anyways, that's <laughs> yeah. it. I've just been playing guitar and monkeying around with my pedals and really just getting a feel for how they all interweave together. And, um, yeah, there's a rabbit hole there. I'm loving it. All right. What about you, bud? Uh, well, I need, I should be playing a bunch. Um a local to ish to us uh venue has found a way to do um a so uh, a socially distanced responsible live show that's within legal limits oh um, great yeah so i will be doing a show tomorrow that i am in no way prepared for um cuz i've been wallowing in depression about having my entire year canceled but and uh, so I'm happy to have a show. I'm very excited. And I, I think I've... You do some of your best work off the cuff. I, <laughs> I'm a very good off-the-cuff person. That's true. <laughs> I mean, aside from nicknames. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think it'll be, a, it'll, it'll be a good time. I'm looking forward to it. Um, but I, I think the part that I'm nervous about is I've switched the pedal board up a little bit recently. Mm. Um, I haven't actually practiced some of the songs I need to practice with the new pedals. So... I'm a little worried about the delay speeds I've saved on a couple of patches and using the amateur Ratsu live for the first time for a for a boost. Um gotta say. That's a that's a good pedal. That's a mighty fine boost. Yeah, I really like that one. Um so I don't know. I'm I'm excited about that. I'm nervous about that. Uh otherwise that's that's really been it. I've been trying to get I cannot find in my piles of stuff. Any replacement strings, I haven't been able to make it to a music store to get uh, replacement strings. I might have you covered. Okay. Oh, yeah, that'd be great because the strings on the acoustic are yeah, dead. I might, have, I might have a set of elixirs upstairs you can have. Okay, that'd be great. So, hey, well, hey, maybe everything's coming up Millhouse after all. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So, how are they? Uh, how are they doing your your venue up there for your performance? Um, okay, so it's a it's a small brewery. In Kelowna. Okay. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Kelowna, but uh, anyway. And what they're doing is they they have a legal amount of people that with the partial reopening that's been going on in our area, they have a legal amount of people they can have that's half of their usual capacity, and they have to be seated proper distance from one another. Gotcha. And what they've figured out, because they recently kind of expanded into a new location and uh, have a bigger area. And what they figured out is their parking lot, under the new guidelines with for COVID-19 here, their parking lot can count as their maximum occupancy space. Oh, oh okay. So what they're doing is they're setting out benches that are six feet apart, 
and you get one person per bench and they're expanding throughout their kind of lobby area and the parking lot. So it'll be kind of an odd experience for me because the I think that from what I'm understanding, and I haven't visually seen it myself yet, so I'm not sure what it quite looks like, but it's going to be kind of, the crowd's going to be kind of spread out. Yeah, <laughs> sure. And it will be half capacity compared to what that space would normally accommodate for a concert. Right. Well, they're okay. not, un- even in their old location, they're not unfamiliar with putting on a live show. No, no, they're really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so... I mean, big props so, to those guys for no. I'm for I'm that. excited. I'm really excited that they invited me and a and a good buddy to uh, to be their kind of guinea pigs with getting back into it, especially at the new location and mm-hmm. with these new regulations. Um, and as a guy who's like, my entire income for the year was just torpedoed by this situation. Um, yeah. I'm just excited to have some work. <laughs> yeah, <for laughs> so sure. yeah, uh, this is great as far as I'm concerned. It's. It's a little bit of work. It's a little bit of money, and couldn't be happier about it. Nervous, but happy. So that's good, man. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I know Columbus had its first uh, its first post COVID concert last weekend, and uh, the venue that put it on is uh, it's a pizza house that also does music, and uh, so they're they're typically set up where they have some kind of just loose seating, but the bulk of the seating is, you know, you're at a table with the rest of your party eating pizza and then you watch, you know, you watch the show. So they were able to just kind of reorganize their tables to meet the six foot criteria. And then had a, we call it the local super group, but it's, you know, a handful of guys from a a bunch of local bands have this, you know, larger band that they perform in and they were the ones that that played. So it was kind of neat to have, That's you know, the, the local boys come home and then and then be able to play at a a pretty well loved uh, venue as well. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's it's good to see the music coming back. I've got a you know a lot of friends and a lot of customers in the music community, and I know you know everybody's just been beat up by this. Yeah, it's it's challenging, and as you know, as I'm sure you've gotten hit here because musicians' income goes down, and then they stop buying the fun stuff, and that affects you, right? And, Right. Uh, it's just a uh, been tough, and I, I think a weird thing for at least for me uh, as a touring artist still, um, the venues I'm talking to still aren't committing to really anything. Yeah, like, like booking was, wise, yeah, even in the future. This was a spontaneous yeah. show with this this venue, and this is a experiment on their part. Um, my little tour loops that I usually book for myself, um, nobody's really taken the gamble just yet on. Yeah, committing because uh, they ju- we just don't know we just don't know what's going on entirely yet. So it's and, and that's I, I had uh, a t- an opportunity to talk with a, a friend of mine who's a touring musician with one of the larger bands in the Midwest here, and um, he said the same thing. So it's not just a smaller you know smaller venue, smaller artists. They're they're having trouble even in a, in a larger scale tracking down venues and getting anybody to. He said, "If if their if their tour manager can string five together, five shows together, then it's a miracle right now." Yeah, yeah, I'm, like because you got to book. I mean, my bookings are typically at least two to three months ahead. Yeah, and nobody can see that far into the future with things right now, and so nobody's booking, and it's just like, oh man. So it's June, two to three months ahead is fall, and I'm. Already looking at nothing in the fall, so it's like, oh boy, this <laughs> 2021. I'm really gonna have to hustle because it's, yeah. and I think every artist is in the same boat, and that's probably gonna create its own problem because there's gonna be this quagmire of artists all trying to swamp venues. Like, please let me play and make some money. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, the the guy I talked to, one of the things they're running into is there were a lot of shows that weren't outright canceled. They were just postponed. So those artists are then going to get the first crack at, you know, dates once the venues open back up. So they're going to get the good dates and then, you know, everybody else is left with what's left over. So you've almost got twice as many people fighting for half as many slots. And yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's a tough scenario. It's going to be a mess for, for a while, I think. Yeah. I mean, locally here, it's kind of like that all the time, really. There's a lot of musicians yeah. in the area, um, not as many venues. Um, so sometimes you see, you know, guys or, or groups, you know, stack into a place uh, regularly, uh, more regularly than 
then uh, and it's just yeah. It, I think our area is bad for a lot of musicians who will play for free. Yeah, just to play, just to so, get to play. Yeah. <laughs> so when you have a swamp yeah. of musicians and a lot of them play for free, it's like, oh hey hey, you're, you're, yeah, you're harming all of us here, pal. Yeah, and on one hand, I get where they're coming from, but man, that hurts the guys that count on that as their income too. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a real, and I mean, who's right, who's wrong? I don't think anybody's particularly wrong or right. It's just a, it's complicated. Mm-hmm. Stuff gets complicated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but on a happier note, let's talk rare buzz. Mm-hmm. I have a yeah. t-shirt. Yeah, you do have a t-shirt. That's a great t-shirt. That's too. a great t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> That you're thank well. you for uh thank you to kevin schoen for yep forwarding that being on. the intermediary shipping point being the intermediary <laughs> it, i was briefly very excited opening that box from from shonesy because i was like oh what the oh he sent me a t oh he sent casper a t-shirt through me <laughs> <laughs> it really was quite the quite the scenario <laughs> it's uh i, I tell you shipping from the u.s to canada has just gotten absolutely preposterous and and i mean coming back is the same way mm-hmm. so oh, yeah. i don't and you get hit, i mean hit it, with duties as well it's like ah oh. well I, yeah we're fortunate on our side of the border we don't get the duties like you guys do i mean ugh. It, that can that can make it almost worth not even ordering something in some it, cases honestly it has turned me away from buying mm-hmm. stuff yep it's it's a unfortunate situation because there's American brands I'd like to support a lot more, but sure. And and then with all this stuff going on, the delay times is like holy. Not only are you going, you know, to have to pay literally out the nose for for extra charges and things, but like I've been waiting on things for like two months, and I understand that there's, the system is completely inundated, but it's just like man, oh man, I'm still waiting on guitar parts that I ordered from. Uh, scottsdale i think okay over two months ago so this is oh jeez. yeah i know so my whole build is just sitting there waiting and i really want to play this thing and it totally stalled because i'm waiting for these parts but oh patience is a virtue all right well yeah i mean in terms of rare buzz uh for those of you that don't know i'm a smaller boutique company out of columbus ohio um i would say the bulk of what i've got going out right now is um i I would classify into like the blues or classic rock type genre pedal i mean i've got an overdrive and a dual boost and uh some utility pedals and i've got some other upcoming designs that are kind of in the same vein so um classic sounds that kind of thing um when it comes to you know what's going on right now i had kind of intentionally stopped producing pedals toward the end of last year because there were some design changes I wanted to make anyway. Um, So I had planned on kind of retooling things, um, using different enclosures, using different parts, using different build techniques. And um, so the the COVID-19 kind of shutdown of the world happened at kind of a weird time in my in my building because i was already not producing now where it really did hit me is i couldn't get parts for anything i couldn't get prototype parts i could you know it just there was probably a month period where you couldn't get anything out of china and Mm -hmm. then after that i mean we're still in a pretty tough scenario here in the u.s where a lot of the bigger suppliers that builders like myself use are still shut down um so we can get parts here and there but there's some parts that there's only one or two places you can get them and if they're both shut down then you're like well i guess that one's on hold for now so kind of like you and your guitar build you know i've got designs and prototypes that are just sitting on a shelf waiting on someone to open back up so that i can order the last couple of parts i need for it yeah um but the good news is i am desperately close to having the redesigns come out for the bluefish and the cranberry, which uh, are the the dual boost and the and the overdrive respectively. Um, with the bluefish, I can I feel comfortable talking about the changes that are going to come into both of those at this point, since they're pedals that already exist and I don't have any inventory that I'm sitting on. But uh, 
The Bluefish, um, I had originally built two different models of, and the difference between them was the clipping that was used uh, that you could add to the, the boosts. Um, so the biggest change with the new design is all of the options will be in one. So oh, you don't nice. need to choose between them. You'll be able to get uh, all of them together, and it'll be in a larger footprint. Um, really, the biggest complaint, which isn't much of one, that I, I got about the original pedal was it, it was uh, kind of the boss sized pedal um, for those who are in the know it's it was in a 125b enclosure um, which is pretty standard for that size uh, but having two controls that close together some people had some concerns with so the new the new uh, footprint uh, the pedals are, the the switches are much further apart so they're it's it's less likely that you'll hit the wrong channel while you're going for it. Um, that would make it easier to put something like a, a, a switch topper or something on it too, right? So that they're not, exactly. they're not so close together and can, you know, conflicting with one another. Exactly. Um, with them so close together, uh, I did offer for a brief time um, the barefoot buttons, the minis to go on them. Um, but that's really the only size that you could use. Uh, Cause if you use the full size ones, they'd crash into each other. Right. So. Um, so that one's probably going to be the next thing you'll see hit, hit shelves. I am the, the circuit, the audio circuit itself is really not being changed. So really it's just the footprint, the layout, the art, that kind of stuff that's getting updated. So that's a pretty easy transition for me to do. Right. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of in the final stages there on that one. Now the cranberry, which is the overdrive the cranberry, um, it will, Cranberry, yeah, <laughs> yeah very, very I'm, rare. We're going to talk about that in a few minutes. <laughs> but uh, that that overdrive, um, man, that one's I've I've been kind of through the ringer with the cranberry, the whole history of it. It started out as a fuzz pedal, and uh, it just it was a, an ugly design. And I had a lot of issues with it and I ended up completely redesigning it. And that was the cranberry version two, which is what, uh, uh, shown in Leclerc have, uh, the cranberry A's are both version twos, uh, which is where it became the overdrive. That's, um, um for our listeners out there, that's Kevin Schoen of Schoen's with effects and Kevin Leclerc of sound sound slice effects. Yeah. 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 Those two, them guys, um, the other two, uh, members of the four track syndicate, the four track syndicate. That's correct. <laughs> But, uh, so, so I spent a, a good long period of time redesigning that, spent a lot of time on the breadboard and, and got to the point where it just, you know, when you spend so much time with something and then it's done, you kind of breathe a sigh of relief and you think to yourself, Man, I never want to see that thing again. <laughs> but uh, I kind of fell back in love with it uh, toward the end of last year and um, decided to make some of the changes to it that I had I know it sounds kind of hypocritical to say I spent a bunch of time perfecting the circuit and now I'm making the changes that I've always wanted to make to it. But really it's not the changes uh, to the circuit itself. Um, it's adding things to it. So one thing I noticed about the original cranberry circuit is it really loves to be hit with some other form of gain, whether that be boost or another drive or even distortion. It just likes being hit with something else. So um, I added a second channel to it that is switchable between just a clean boost and something with a little bit of uh, distortion to it. Um, another thing I noticed with the Cranberry is it likes 18 volts as well as nine, and it, you get two pretty different sounds out of it. Yeah, um, yeah you would, for sure. So I added a switch that switches between nine and 18 volts. I, I put a charge oh. pump inside it. So it, it takes care of all the, all the stuff for you. And that nine and 18 volts will also apply to the new channel. So, so that's internal. Like if you flick the switch, you can still leave it on the nine volt input. It'll just internally it'll double just voltage it. double. It, yeah. Yep. Internally doubles it for you. Oh, so, oh. Ooh, you are a yeah. cutting edge. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. So that one, um, there's, the the prototype i've got built with that has had some issues with the new channel um so as soon as those issues are sorted out that one's probably the second one you'll see come um and then i've got a third one that is very 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 close 
And without going into a whole lot of detail about what it's going to be cosmetically or what it's going to be sonically, the pedals that you described on your acoustic pedal board, you could eliminate, I think, three of them with this one. Oh boy, so oh boy. That's we'll a... leave it at th- we'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> and lights we'll and Casper's eyes just got brighter. <laughs> and uh I, I know you I know you two haven't had the opportunity to to play one of uh my pedals and really, you know, we've already discussed the problem there. It'd cost it'd be easier for me to just give you one than to ship it up and have you ship it back. So um when I get that one done, or at least in a good prototype state i'll make sure you get one up there to oh with. man oh that's, that's because that's i think that one you, fantastic after after hearing what you just described on your pedal board i'm like man he would <laughs> <laughs> he would love that well, so that's, that's that's super kind thank you very generous well you're very welcome and it's i mean it's i i don't know when this is going to date or when this is going to air but today is somebody's birthday so consider it oh dude that is so great thank you that is it and yes it is my birthday today (laughs) this will air nine days after your birthday yeah i have to look at the calendar casper's birthday is june 5th so well now i feel guilty i was gonna (laughs) i was gonna berate you a little bit but (laughs) <laughs> so this one will drop. Maybe I'll just try another tack. The sixteenth. Um, yeah. On the sixteenth. Okay. Yeah. So this will be out on the sixteenth of June. So instead of berating you, how much flirtatious eyelid batting mm. do I gotta do to maybe get you to consider making another cranberry A drive? <laughs> well, the the <laughs> biggest challenge there. The biggest challenge there is the enclosure. Um, And full disclosure, I kind of got those done because I sweet talked the person at the company that made them that's in charge of the art into printing them. Uh, And I kind of got my hand slapped by the person at that company uh, who's in charge of billing people. The, the the long and the short of it is I was told we'll do it this one time, but you're never going to get this again. So, um, <laughs> Dang it. <clears throat> I could probably, I'm, I'm using a local printing company now. Um, so I might be able to make something happen. Uh, well, I'm not going to, I, I, I'm not going to commit to yes. Don't I'm commit. Not yeah. say no, but I might be able to make something happen. Well, just to, the, the, just to fill in our, our listeners. So, the cranberry drive is is a, this awesome little pedal that that is obviously version two coming out that he just it is the version two right now John just yeah the version two um, this will be version three version three sorry everybody. yeah okay <laughs> so the V three is coming it, out I mean in all defense version one really never existed so okay well everybody's so right the previous cranberry drive is cranberry has had cranberries on the top it looked mm-hmm. great fantastic and and then he made two very special ones for Kevin Schoen and Kevin Clark. That said, Cranberry A, as in E-H. A, yeah, because we're Canadian, Canadian stereotype thing, and it had a little maple leaf thing showing cranberries underneath it, yeah. and it is so awesome, and I love it, mm-hmm. and I was instantly jealous when I saw it, and I've wanted one ever since. <laughs> he was equally jealous when my uh, True North pedal showed up with no artwork on it. Well, it's more about Ooh. what's what's inside of that. Thing it's that it really is special. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we like prototypey weird things, and and we're just the, like, we're greedy. The the cranberry <laughs> A was soon as I saw because I think I saw Shonzi's first, and it was like, oh, that is so cool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry you got your hand slapped over it, but yeah. <laughs> well, I I actually made four that were like the special ones. I made the two cranberries. And then I made a cranberry Ahab for Jordan at Pinebox. Oh, <laughs> yes. So good. And then I made uh, the guitar knobs one. And and like I said, they basically told me, like, yeah, you placed a relatively big order with us. Uh, we'll let it slide this one time. But from now on, any uh, custom art requests need to go through the sales department, not the art department. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, it was, I, they were supposed to have charged me like, I want to say like 50 bucks a piece for the, 
you know, the art designs, you know, because each one of those was like a, its own design, even right. though they really, I mean, I, I would argue they really aren't, you know, they all, all the holes line up in the same spot. All the art's the same. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't run a uh, UV print company. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So the special one for the knobs, what'd you do there? It, uh, I used their guitar knobs logo and then the, the three, controls were their names so, oh you know, there was a, <laughs> that's awesome Jared, yeah that's awesome <laughs> cool uh, yeah. so but, uh, we'll see what we can do yeah we'll you, and you're talking about uh i just love the aesthetic like the wood tops on your pedals for like the the fish series like the the blue fish standard and analog and then the two fish and the one fish those are fantastic what what made you choose to go with that and and what kind of hurdles did you have to overcome to implement wood tops on these pedals well that's that in and of itself is kind of a funny story so the first run of cranberries that i had printed um the shop printed the art incorrectly uh so instead of just throwing away the enclosures i decided well if there's some way that i could make a faceplate that i could put on it and then do the art on top of the faceplate that would save me, you know, basically wasting all of these enclosures. So I've got a very good friend who owns a company that makes laser etched wood products. So I talked with him and we kind of got the, you know, the thickness of the wood figured out and got the, all the design sorted out. And he had a bunch of reclaimed curly maple kicking around that he planed down and used those. So all of those faceplates are solid reclaimed curly maple. Um, and uh, he cut them out. And the the funniest part of this whole story is those faceplates looked so good, I couldn't bring myself to put them on the misprinted enclosures. So <laughs> all of the enclosures that I had that are misprinted are still sitting in a box in my studio. And like all of the ones that are out in the world are fresh enclosures that I <laughs> got. <clears throat> um, but no, I, I agree. I think they ended up looking really, really good. Um, Bad news is most likely will not be going forward into the, you know, the version two of the Bluefish, um, just because the, uh, for those who are aware of the newer enclosures, I'm using the Gorva S90, which is, has a beveled edge. I'm going to be honest, man. I have no clue. <laughs> <With that>. um, <laughs> True North just made a really swell pedal. Oh, the Dual. So it's yeah. Uh, what would that be the size of? Oh, um, so that one twenty six B, I think, tweed that's on my it's, bench, yeah. that is a Gorva Designs box. Yeah, but it's not as big as a dual one. Nope. Uh, I think the dual ones are. I'm trying to think of a pedal that would be a comparable thing. They're not as big as like a, a the Boss two hundred series. They're smaller than that. Probably much no, like my Nova, but taller. That. Um. They're about, I'll, I'll tell you, a 125B is like four and a half inches by two and a half inches. And then the BB is like an inch wider. And then the, the Gorva S90 is the size of the BB. So it's like, I think it's 100, because all his stuff is metric. I think it's 115 millimeters wide by 90 millimeters tall, or if you rotate it, however that is. But in any event, it's got like a five millimeter bevel all the way around, which looks really, really slick, but yeah. you can't, you can't build up on top of that with the wood. So, so it's not, it's not a rounded edge. It's actually like a, it's a bevel, a beveled. Yeah. It, sharp yeah. See, yeah it's got a, it, oh, that looks sharp. It, it'd be weird to have a wood topper on that. I think. Yeah. 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 Well, so um, more than likely we're going to keep the wood guy around. Um, and I think the, the higher end pedals will have, well, they'll come in like nice little wood cases. So mm, yeah, nice. something a little, a little candy to put on the shelf. I <laughs> love that, man. I, I mean, I, I remember back in the day when every electro harmonics pedal came in a giant wooden box. You still have one of those boxes. I still, that's yeah, my pick box. Yeah. yeah. Um, I loved it. I loved those boxes. I, if I could get my hands on more of them, I would. I think mine is the Dr. Q. I believe it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think in some cases those boxes are as much as the pedals are. Probably. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I should part with my box. That <laughs> <laughs> I've also covered in stickers. Yeah. <laughs> it's really just protecting but, uh, the wood underneath. Really. <laughs> sure. So I don't know if you guys have seen it, but there's another pedal 
that has the wood top. Have you guys seen the Poisson Bleu no. that I made for Kevin Leclerc? Well, we did this. Uh, a lot of builders in the pedal community did a secret Santa last Christmas. Oh, and of course, cool. of, of course, I drew Kevin Leclerc, which I'm like, oh, man, this is terrible. Because kind of the whole we, we discussed it. We said, well, you know, either make one of your own pedals, but make it a little special. Or if you've got a prototype, maybe give them a prototype or make something special just for this. But, you know, make it something neat. And I'm like, man, I drew Kevin Leclerc. I talk with him all day, every day. He knows everything I'm making. He knows everything that I've got coming down the works. He got, you know, we've collaborated on a pedal. Like there is nothing I'm going to make this man. That's a surprise. So I ended up getting a, a boss pedal, had it powder coated, had the wood uh, face plates made. I had to do two because I've got one for the controls and then one for the, um, the foot switch. And it, it was a blue fish. And of course he's French Canadian. So I did it as the Poisson Bleu. <laughs> I put it all in the, put it all in the boss enclosure. So it's, uh, that is a one of one and what it takes to get a blue fish to fit in a boss enclosure. I'll never do it again. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> he's got the only one and he will only ever have that one. So. That's awesome. I, I, I have not seen that. I'll have to pester him to send me a picture of it. Oh, it's on Instagram. I'm looking at it. You're it's fantastic. It. Oh. Love that color. That is very much purple, and I should know because I can see purple. <laughs> oh, jeez. Here, here it goes. Here goes Casper starting to pester you for a poisson blue. No, 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 no. <laughs> Absolutely not. You're the now, one. Now I, I I won't say no to the uh, cranberry, but I will say no to the <laughs> <laughs> as much cool. fun as that was. It'll never happen again. <laughs> all right well let's go let's let's get in the time machine a little bit here and yep. uh, you've probably okay. talked about this on other podcasts and I'm, I'm sorry to make you do it again but no, for, for our for our listeners in the world would you give us the uh give us the john esterly origin story how did you get into doing pedals well uh always been a musical person um i was in the band all the way through school not a band the band um didn't pick up a guitar until 2014. So I am a fairly fresh guitarist, the below average guitarist. That is me. That is not, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that was, that was very tongue in cheek about my own abilities. Um, so the one thing that I do have in my background, I've always been into electronics. My very first job was at an electronics repair shop back when those things existed. Um, so fixed TVs and VCRs and CD players and other kind of solid state stuff. Um, actually started uh, my college career in electrical engineering and uh, ended up switching majors uh, after the first year, but always kind of had that in my background. Um, and then when I did take up guitar and start to get interested in it, I started seeing how much pedals cost. And I'm like, oh, well, shoot. Maybe I could build one of these things. So like a lot of builders, I started with clones and, you know, buying existing pedals and making modifications to them. Um, and pretty early, I, I started seeing this, you know, the economies of scale that if I build one of these, it costs this much. But if I build 40 of them, it costs this much. So I started thinking, well, maybe I'll build 40 of them. And that's kind of where uh, the, the rare buzz effects took off. Um, now I would say, I would give the caveat that I would not recommend that to anybody um, <laughs> because <laughs> what I ended up with was, you know, 40 pedals and then I've got to get rid of them, you know, sell them somehow. And, uh, when you are not a recognized brand, it is not as easy to sell 40 pedals as one would imagine. So <laughs> Yeah, I, for for anybody out there looking to do this, I would say stick with onesies and twosies until you uh, get to the point where you, it makes sense to make more than that. Because um, that's kind of how I spent the first year is, you know, there was the hiccup of having way too much product and nowhere to sell it. Um, so, you know, looking at small batches going forward is probably going to be where I'm at for a while now, you know, runs of 10, maybe 20. Um, I've had the uh, pleasure of of uh, running Kevin Schoen's 
uh, online shop on, on reverb and stuff for a while, setting it up for him and stuff and, and uh, experiencing the challenges of, of trying to help him sell pedals and stuff and, and just really feeling for him because <laughs> it's well, just an everyday he, battle. With, with his, I mean, you know, not that my stuff is garbage, but Kevin's pedals are absolute works of art. I mean, it could do nothing. And it's, I'd still want it on my pedal board. <laughs> yeah, I, I fully agree. I, they're gorgeous. I, I mean, so, so his stuff is very unique and it's gorgeous. So I know he struggles like any of us do to, to move product, but he's got a much easier sell, I think, than a lot of people do. Now, well, the other side of that is his pedals take him like days to yeah, make. And yeah, that's, that's the challenge for him is like, for him, it's, it's there's so much labor into one pedal and what i've noticed um is that people will see one they love and somebody will buy it and then everybody who wants who love that pedal wants one but they're made out of skateboards every pedal's a one of one he can't repeat it yeah. even if he wanted to yeah <laughs> so it's and, and that he made one that was uh the skateboard had a picture of a car on it yeah. And you guys probably know oh, this one. Yeah. And it had, it had two LEDs and like one <laughs> LED. They, he put the LEDs like where the headlights were, but one LED ended up on the side of the It wrapped around and genius. I, oh. It was beautiful. And the I already had it was a shroud and I already had a shroud. And I'm like, Kevin, I love that thing. I said, can, can we let's let's I, and thank God someone <laughs> finally bought it because I was trying to like you know, maybe I'll sell my shroud on reverb and then, you know, give you the money and you, you know, or like, can I trade you or, you know, I how was, can we do this where I end yeah. up with the, the car one? Dude, I was doing the same thing. Just like, how do I justify this? I well, tour solo with an acoustic. I don't need fuzz. How do I? <laughs> Mine was similar, but I've got a dual grub fuzz in one box. Oh, okay. So it's, it's was, huge. It's huge. It's, it's obviously it's gigantic. Pedal. But um, so it's like I, I love that pedal so much, but I, I I can't justify having two fuzz boxes. You know. Yeah. It's just a, uh, yeah. <laughs> so great though. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I just really yeah. sidetracked yeah. us horribly here. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Carry yeah. on. Welcome to the Kevin Show Hour. On yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Every episode, every episode. Just, every episode, it's no. But he he deserves every bit of it. He's he's a, a wonderful human being. So agreed. He's he's, he's much much guy. love for that uh, for that little grub up there. <laughs> so oh goodness. So so yeah. Um, I'm not going to be training people on how to start a pedal company then. No, no. I mean, I can tell you everything you could possibly do wrong when you want to start a pedal company. If you want to go down there. <laughs> but I think a lot of people do that. And I mean, the way you the way you learn in anything is making mistakes and figuring out why they're mistakes and how to fix them. So um, I think a lot of my designs kind of came that way. I kind of hinted at it with the Cranberry, you know, Cranberry version one was a catastrophe. And I learned so much about what all the little bits and pieces do putting together what became the drive you know the cranberry version two um just to kind of dig out of that hole because i had sold i think eight or nine of them before i realized what was going on with it and it, you know it wasn't like it woke up in the middle of the night and you know the cranberry standing there at the edge of your bed with a knife i mean it was it just sounded bad with certain setups. And uh, that's part of the reason that I got into Telecasters is it sounded horrible with single coil pickups and the guitar I had at the studio had humbuckers. So I'm like, well, I got to get something with single coils. So got the Telecaster and fell in love with that. But You know, I've heard, I don't remember who said it. And I'm, I wish I did, but I was, uh, there was another podcast. Maybe it was the Guitar Knobs recently. I don't, I don't know. Um, but I've, I've heard a few times people say like, if you, if you're making a pedal and if you're getting playing with the pedal and it sounds good with a Telecaster bridge pickup, it'll pretty much sound good with anything. Yeah. Mm. I've heard that too. I've heard that too. Um, so a lot of, you know, a lot of figuring out what went wrong with that circuit and 
you know, a lot of the process of digging in and, okay, like, which part of that sounds bad and getting down to it. Unfortunately, when I got down to it, the part of it that sounded bad was, you know, the gain section of the circuit. And there's not a whole lot you can do with that. You know, it wasn't like any of the tone components. It was just the two transistors that made it louder sounded horrible the way they were configured. So Mm. that's when, um, that's when I decided to kind of go in a different direction with it. And what I ended up with was drive, not fuzz. So Hmm. there are very few still in existence. I think there are four cranberry fuzzes out there in the world. And I've got one of them. So that like call it three. Um, So if you ever come across one of those, you might, I don't know. I'm not saying I'm like, Q Casper electroharmonics or anything. No, no. (laughs) I'm just going. How do you, how do you put that figure out? How do you know? Were you, were they, were you like redoing them for people or how? How do you know? Yes. Oh, yeah. I offered uh, anybody who had purchased the fuzz. I offered to free a charge, redo it into the uh, the drive, and um, I would say about half of the folks took advantage of that Um, because some people it it was just noisy. I think mm. was the big problem. And that, that noise was amplified even more with a setup like single coils were the worst, Marshall amplifiers were the worst, and then God help you if you had both of those things together. I mean, it was just, it was unusable mm. in that configuration. Um, so a lot of people had me rebuild them with the, you know, the version two guts. And I've got notes of, you know, who, you know, which ones have been rebuilt and which ones haven't. So if I was, re- you know, if I was real, really wanted to get serious about it, I could tell you who's got the ones that are. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Could you spell their names on air? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, so, so I spent a lot of time doing that and it, that'd be a recommendation I would give to anybody is, you know, figure out what the the bits and the pieces are and what they do. And there's a lot of resources out there um, for the DIY community that would kind of help along those roads. So that was a lot of 2018 for me was fixing the cranberry and really kind of, and and I'm by no means, you know, an electrical engineer. I just, spend a lot of time and have a rudimentary understanding of what's going on inside of pedals. So I was able to kind of overcome that. And then the bluefish was kind of the opposite of that. I kind of put it together and it really just kind of worked on the first try. Nice. And um, it's always great when that happens. <laughs> yeah. So that's, you know, that's why I said you know, the bluefish version two, the changes that I'm making to that are really just more, they're cosmetic and they're structural. You know, you, you get kind of the two for one um, versus doing anything really with the circuit. Um, Cause the circuit just seemed to kind of work right from the beginning. Um, and for those who aren't familiar with it, it's a two channel boost and it's, it's completely discrete. It's, it's transistor based and both channels are different. So the, the it's loud and louder. And the loud channel is kind of a warmer, um, it's a MOSFET-based boost. And then the second channel is a a JFET-based boost, so it's got more of a clean sound to it. Mm, And then you can stack them together. Um, You can stack them together and then add clipping after the fact if you choose to. Or you can just, you know, play it clean, so. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very intrigued by that pedal. Mm -hmm. And all. Please. Actually, you know what? Every I think pedal. the yeah. first, the first real like close look I got at a bluefish was the one that you sent down to the Aussie Bushfire Gear giveaway. Mm. That was okay. Back, whenever that was, I can't remember how long ago that, that was. That was the the white one. I made a white one and a green one. I think it was the white one. I think remember. I think the white one was the Aussie. Yeah. No, the white one was the pancake breakfast one. The green one was the Aussie one. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. I'm colorblind. No, I, I couldn't keep track because I know I made two of them like right back to back. And it was the same kind of thing that I'm in right now where I've just got, I had enclosures sitting on the shelf. I had extra face plates. I was out of the production enclosures because um, those were, those were powder coated specific colors. So I was 
you know, I had extra parts and uh, built the the green one and the white one. So very cool. Yeah, yeah, that's perfect though. That's that's how you can do cool things like that and make special moments happen. So. Yeah, and that's you know where where I work for my day job, and we I talked about it on other podcasts but i'm a locomotive engineer for a major class one railroad here in the united states and my job is absolutely dreadful um (laughs) it is (laughs) it is and it's for anybody looking to get on 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 the railroad i would uh, recommend you know literally anything other than that Um, it's not not a glamorous position driving the train (laughs) well i mean you get to wave to the kids and you know toot the horn time to time but uh uh, I was we, that kid. We mentioned it. Er- <laughs> we mentioned it earlier in the show how how difficult it's been to get me on here, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, it's it's certainly a different lifestyle. But it's it's very. I, I look at my building of pedals with Rare Buzz and the the company as a whole as kind of my outlet to get some kind of I don't know. A, a little bit to give something back, I guess. Um, so things like, you know, the, the pancake breakfast pedal, the, the Aussie uh, giveaway pedal, um, we've done some other charity stuff. Uh, it just, it, it's my way to get some fulfillment out of my life, I guess. And I don't mean that to be like, you know, self-proclaiming or anything like that. It's just, that's how I, you know, that is my outlet to, Oh man, if it brings you joy, right? Yeah, that just yeah. sounded genuine. Uh, yeah, genuine yeah. and beautiful to me. Yep. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you. Because, because I, I guess the, the the moral of that story is those are those are warm fuzzies that I do not get from my <laughs> day job. <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean that's you know that's one that's one opportunity that this has afforded me is. You know, I, I try to give back a little bit from every pedal that I sell and whether that be a charitable donation, just a monetary donation, or whether that be being able to donate products, whether it's, you know, something that's publicized, like some of the big giveaways that have been done, or whether that's just, you know, single mom's got a son that plays guitar. Hey, why don't you swing by the studio? I'll, I'll give the kid, a, I'll give the kid a pedal because I know it's tough, you know? So that's, that's really the, the, big thing that I try to do with this you know I'm not I'm not going to build enough pedals that it's going to be my primary income I, I mean god willing I will but I, I you know I'm also realistic that that's probably not going to happen so I look at this as just secondary income for me and an opportunity to make the world a little bit better so all right John if we ever get to see each other in person you're getting a hug it's happening Aww. <laughs> uh-oh I'm I'm a very I'm He's a, a warm and cuddly hugger. It's a <laughs> it's a good it's a good embrace. You're on then. You're on. <laughs> right on. Well, before we wrap up, because we're hitting the one hour mark here, I got a, a little sure. announcement I I teased oh, uh, previous episode and on previous episodes. I am. It is officially. I'm doing this. I'm launching. I don't know what the prize is going to be yet. But I am launching the world's first and likely only Dr. Scientist Flappy Sigh competition. Ooh. <laughs> it is open to anyone who has a Flappy Sigh. An atmosphere, you mean? Or a, an atmosphere, yeah. <laughs> and I'm I'm struggling here. Uh, what I'm going to do is uh, basically just... You're going to have to send me screenshots. Um, you can send them to the culture guitarist. Uh, of, so take get your best high score and send me a screenshot of it. I will run the contest until, um, I don't know. Let, 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 me, let me determine a finish date. Several months. Oh, we're going to go months? Yeah, I'm going to give people oh, a good chance. Okay. Here. Yeah, several months you got to practice. Uh, and and get your highest of high scores, and uh, I'm I'm gonna t- I'm gonna give everybody the benefit of the doubt, and it's gonna be the honor system that I'm not gonna get any Photoshop pictures. Um, well, that's what I'm doing. 
<laughs> yeah, I've seen you play the game. It's horrible. That's your only shot. Uh, somebody sent me, I'm going to look it up here while we're doing this, but somebody sent me their high score the other day because they were listening to the podcast and they thought it was funny. Um, and their high score was ridiculous. It was like 51 or something like that. And, and it just blew my mind. Just utterly blew my mind. Oh, here it is. So Instagram, Micah J.C. Hobanyak. I don't know how to say this. I'm sorry. I'm screwing this name up. I know it. 51 is high score on the Dr. Scientist Atmosphere's Flappy Psy. That That's puts re- your 27 to shame, sir. It's ridiculous. I know. You're not even going to win your I'm own contest. I'm not going to win my own contest. <laughs> that, much is, that much is true. <laughs> I love it. And that's okay. Um, I, yeah, I don't know what the prize is going to be, but I'm gonna. We're, I'm doing it. I am hosting. It's international. The world over. The world over. Doctor Scientist Atmosphere Flappy Side Competition. So let me do this, since you have me here. Okay. Oh. Okay. I will. In in addition to whatever you you decide, I will kick in a below average guitarist T-shirt. Yes. For whoever the winner is. <laughs> awesome. Oh, thank and, you. And I'll if if uh, the winner is in the U.S., I'll just direct ship it right from right from Columbus. And if they're Canada or international or whatever else, I'll throw it in the box with the uh, upcoming pedal release that I'll send up to you. Oh, you dude, know, you just thank you. Use it as padding for whatever. Oh, that's <laughs> that's, that's amazing. All right, there we go. So we have at least <laughs> one really cool prize. <laughs> cool. It's great. Oh, man. <laughs> the look on your face I'm is happy, priceless. Man. Yeah, this is good. <laughs> I'm really excited. And, and right for now. those of you that don't know, the, the big shtick behind it, and uh, let's see. I was told I can't swear. So uh, <laughs> our, our company slogan is something pedals for below average guitarists. And then uh. we've got the T-shirts that say below average guitarists. So <laughs> that's where that all comes from. Magnificent. <laughs> so basically crappy pedals is that is that yeah yeah yeah, but a different word that means the same thing yeah (laughs) they're not crappy reverb hasn't taken it down yet (laughs) well there we go the first official prize is a t-shirt from rare buzz that's fantastic john that's amazing you're you're a prince buddy uh this is great oh you're making me blush (laughs) right on well we are getting to that point. Um, before yep. we we uh, shove off here, let's. Uh, where can we find? Every, where can everybody find you on socials and the internet and what and what have you? Uh, I am most active on Instagram, um, also on Facebook and Twitter. But most of what you're going to see those two places is just sharing through from Facebook or from uh, Instagram, and that's at Rare Buzzer, R A R E B U Z Z E R, and that's all three places. And then uh, RareBuzzer.com is the website. And uh, that'll be being updated periodically as new products hit. Right now, it's just uh, got information about the T-shirts and then the legacy products. Right. Cool, man. And then if you're up here in Canada, that's Z-Z-E-R. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the metric Z? Yeah, yeah it's that's the metric right. Z. <laughs> yeah. Freezes at zero. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what, water freezes at zero Fahrenheit, too. That's <laughs> long frozen. Oh boy. oh, boy. John, it's been awesome having you on, man. Thank you so much for it doing has. this. Well, thank you for having me. I'm glad we were able to finally get it sorted. Yeah, yeah. And thanks to everybody for listening to uh, another fine episode of The Cultured Guitarist. Yeah.